reading from the Gospel of Luke, the 12th chapter. Um, the verses that I'm going to start out with are not going to be on the screen. I, I switched it up about five minutes ago, so just uh, bear with me here. But we're starting with the 22nd verse, Luke chapter 12, the 22nd verse, if you, if you, if you have your tablet or your phone and you want to you look it up for yourself. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they neither have storehouse or barn, and yet God feeds them. Oh, of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying at a single hour to your span of life, if then you are not able to do such a small thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying For it is the nations of the world that strive after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a reading. Don't worry about your life. Sure, Jesus, no problem. Got it covered. How many of us this morning stood in a closet or in front, of a, in front of a set of chest of drawers and looked at the clothing inside or hanging up and worried about what to wear? Yeah. Right? How does this look on me? Is my butt too big in this? Is my stomach going to stick out if I wear this shirt? Have I gained too much weight to wear this? Now I'm, now I'm worrying about my body, right? Because what I'm really worried about is, is how impressed you're going to be with how I look today when probably most likely what's happening is in your mind, you're worried about your own stuff, thinking about your own thing. You're not worried about how my hair looks or how my clothes are fitting or, or that sort of thing because, because more than likely you're worried about what's going on in, in your life because we're trying to add an hour to the span of our lives by worrying, apparently. 
And Jesus says, you can't even do a little thing like that. I think it's, it's, that, it's very interesting language. If you can't even add an hour to your life by worrying, then why do it? But yet we do, don't we? And I think it feels like today, at least in my short span of life, it, it feels like we are worried about more things than we've been worried about for some time. We're worried about someone from another land who's going to come and hurt us or take our jobs or ruin our communities or something. There's this amorphous kind of fear about the other today that at least in my lifetime, I've not, I've not felt out in the zeitgeist, as we would say, out in the air as it, as it is today. We're afraid that someone who, who lives in a lifestyle that isn't the same as ours is going to somehow influence our children to become something that, that we're afraid of. And so we worry about that. This amorphous fear then takes over and it cycles on itself. And today more than ever, we can take that worry and we can go easily online and we can find other people who are telling us that yes, we should be worried about this because the problem is even larger than what we realize. There's a vast conspiracy out there that's going, that's going to ruin us going to take your life away from you, going to make things even worse than it already is. And so then we can go down that rabbit hole, as we would say, and all of a sudden we can't come up for air. Because the fear in us takes over our hearts. Our hearts go to a place and we misplace our treasure in the midst of this fear or the midst of the desire for things not to change or whatever it is. And then I think it, it, becomes, it becomes so systemic, becomes so systemic that, that there are people who, who believe that there is no recourse but division, violence, killing. And so we all, we get caught up in it. And because it's so large and, and, and amorphous, I love that word because it, it just feels squishy, like it's squishy, like we can't get our hands around this fear because it just lives in us somehow. You know, we... we we go, you know what, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm going to just keep my head down and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to try to provide for my family and I'm, I'm just, because I just don't know what to do. And when we do that, we, we misplace our treasure again because we miss out on the opportunity to live in the way that Jesus might call us to. I don't know about you, but I... I worry about a lot of things. I worry about my life. I worry about what I'm going to wear. I worry about what I'm going to eat. I worry about, do I have enough? Am I enough? And I want to hear Jesus' words to us. 
that says, you know, don't be afraid, little flock. I love that. It's just so loving. It's like, don't be afraid, little ones, my brothers and my sisters. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The language here actually in the Greek is your father has already given you the kingdom. Long time ago. It is yours. It is yours. You have been given absolutely everything that is of worth and of, and of value. Don't be afraid. Live your life. He says, sell your possessions, give alms. Now, some people would be like, well, I'm supposed to live this life of poverty or destitution or whatever to, to serve and honor God. That's not what, that's, if you read through all of what Jesus talks about, that is not necessarily what he's saying. But, but what he's saying is to have a different relationship with the things of this world, to figure out what is truly valuable and to will ourselves there. To will ourselves there because it's already been given to us. But I think this is maybe one of the hardest teachings. I mean, it's hard enough to love God, right? Even harder to love our neighbor, Probably hardest to love our brother or sister that we're blood related to, for goodness sakes, right? You know, right in our own families, it's difficult enough. And to love ourselves, that's, that's hard, but, but this is like, don't worry? Are you kidding me? I really struggled with this passage this week, and that's why I wanted to bring it to you. Because when we worry, in my mind, we, we sort of start spinning around, around things and, we, and we're more likely, I think, to just continue spinning around it rather than saying, well, what could I be doing? Where is the treasure? Where is my heart? Because if where my heart is is where the treasure is or where my treasure is where my heart is, that vice versa sort of thing, where is that? What is valuable? What is, what is treasure? What is true? Is it, a, is it a, you know, a reindeer pig? What is it? We know the answers, right? I mean, you know, I stopped you in that two minutes to talk from saying, well, it's, it's my health or it's my family. It's what, we know the answers. But living the answers is a lot harder, isn't it? Especially when we're just confronted day by day by day by these things that we just feel like we have no control over. And maybe we don't have control over those things. Let's just be honest. But what do we have? We have this life that God has given us, this life that Jesus has redeemed, this life where the kingdom has been given to us, the God's kingdom, God's way of ordering things has been given to us. It's in our minds. And if we can put it in our hearts and we begin to live in that way, I believe that it begins to change things. If we can begin to set aside our worry about where our children are going to go to school, where's my money coming from? Am I number one or am I number three? If 
we can begin to set that aside even just for moments and begin to live into this kingdom orientation that says to us that there is enough. And in fact, there's an abundance. And we can live in the midst of that overflowing grace to show that to other people, to live lives in such a way that the people around us begin to realize how valuable they are. They can begin to set aside their worry, perhaps. It begins to have a ripple effect, I believe. And I believe that is the outworking of what Jesus calls us to do because Jesus, Jesus didn't just say, okay, I, I died, everything's perfect. Go live your lives. He said, I've done some great things, but you, you are going to do even greater things than this. I'm giving you the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you the most powerful, the most powerful entity in the universe. The one where God's word was said and out of nothing came the universe. The one that raised Jesus from the dead, the power of life and death is in us. But by worrying, I think we die a little bit. And not to the right things. Jesus might say, you know, he says we have to die to, die to yourself in order to follow me. Maybe we need to die to our worrying. I mean, maybe tonight or this afternoon, maybe go home, write down all the things you're worried about. And hopefully it's going to be a cool evening. Go outside if you've got a little fire pit and light that puppy up. And let it go. See how it feels. Burn your worries up. And then say, now what? Now that I've been given everything, what can I do? What should I do? What might I do? What's possible right in front of me if I set aside these, uh, these worries, these concerns, these cares? And again, it isn't that we shouldn't take care of our finances or we shouldn't take care of our families or we shouldn't do those kinds of things. But when, but when we're worried about it and we grasp onto it so much, we die a little bit. We don't live fully into, into what God has for us. We can't be present with the very people that are right around us, these, the gift of the kingdom to us, these other people around us, even as they confound us and make us angry and drive us nuts. They're a gift to us. How shall we live? What's valuable? What's treasure? And where are our hearts? I want to be able to do this. I really do. But here's one thing that I know. Without the power of the Spirit, I can't. Without the power of the Spirit, I can worry all I want, right? I can do that all day long, and I'm used to doing that. But when we die to that worry and we let it go, 
The Spirit has an opportunity to step in and to, and to show us a new path, a new way of living, a way of, a way of kingdom living that perhaps begins to touch lives in such a powerful way that they find that they are valuable. They find that they are included. They find that they are loved. And one by one by one, we begin to change our culture. We pull it away from this worrying and divisive orientation to one where we realize we are all in this together and we absolutely need everyone on board. And the amazing thing is, is that it's already been done. So the scripture tells us it's already, we are already unified. We are already together. In Christ, we are the body. So may you ruminate on this this week. May it trouble the waters of your spirit. May you let those worries go. Burn them up. And may you find a new hope, a new mercy, and a new grace to live in and to share each day. And may you do that all in the name of our God and in the name of Jesus. Amen.